This is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Snack, bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you stay sober today. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope that you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. During your sobriety, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? Lots of yoga, lots of yoga, and uh, I would follow what feels good, and hangover never felt good, and being drunk never felt good. And so it was like, okay, it feels good, it means I'm okay. And also, no matter how hard it goes, it's still better than being hungover or being drunk. So I think alcohol, what alcohol did, it moved me away from myself. So the, the more sober I got, the closer to actually being me I got. And the fact that I like myself more made it easier, like stay stay sober. And it's just like, I'm just get to be myself and myself is not a bad person. One of the meanings of the word yoga is to unite. And what it does, it takes all this like fractured, disjointed parts of you and it kind of brings them all together. It unites the parts of you that you thought you lost. And when it does, it's like a puzzle and you see the parts that clearly don't belong. And you see them so clearly that you can't really look away anymore, that you're like, right, booze is not a fit, you know? And um, and again, yoga and meditation just makes you more self-aware, you know? And uh, I thought I'm doing it with a purpose to just, you know, see through my own bullshit, through other people's bullshit. But then when you start seeing through your own bullshit, that's where you see that you are really cheating on yourself with alcohol. So that was unexpected side effect of yoga, that clarity that I thought, oh, I'll just be able to you know read people better read myself better but i didn't expect to actually see alcohol as such a destructive part of my life as i what advice would you give to a smart driven adult that's getting sober for the first time is there advice that you've heard that you think they should ignore uh, one advice that I would give, I guess, you don't have to do it on your own. You don't have to do it alone. And there is a saying, I don't remember who said that, the opposite of addiction is connection or the opposite of connection is addiction. <laughs> and so the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, right? And uh, what is a really common mistake is that people feel, feel bored. They feel isolated. It's the isolation, that loneliness is the worst, you know, because not drinking the physical act of not drinking is like that's easy you just don't buy you just don't drink like don't go where people drink you know feeling lonely feeling isolated oh i'm not like everyone else you know and uh, sometimes you know folks go to like an AA meeting which probably leads us to an advice that i don't know AA does work for some people you know but for my sense of belonging it didn't do a lot and quite often you show up at a meeting and god bless that program it helped many people you know it's just i don't want to shit over it you know but you show up in the church basement and you look around you're like okay they're all like lovely people but i clearly don't belong i don't belong here that was the advice just go to a go to meetings go to meetings you know yes you can but it doesn't have to be the only way and if the meetings don't work for you don't white knuckle your way through it you know find find your own way and there's a lot of you know that gray area drinkers you know that women that only drink white wine at the weekends you know so if you're one of them that might a might not quite work for you but yeah don't do it on your own seek out company and the company doesn't have to be so necessarily sobriety based company mm-hmm. so so reach out to friends and uh, go get hobbies 
that invite other people, that involve other people, that involve being around people, but not necessarily having to talk to them. Like yoga, yeah. I mean, I mean, during the yoga class, you don't really connect with folks a lot, realistically speaking. You know, you come to the yoga class, you feel you're like you are the less flexible least flexible person there and you leave you know so that's how it works sadly you know but if you go to like choir rehearsal you know the choir doesn't involve auditioning or something that you know cross teaching together you know or something that involves an activity but also involves people and seek for connections like every day you know that's really Really good advice. Really good advice about seeking and finding what arenas feel really warm and where you can sense that that link of connection and might not find it the first place you seek. So I love that you share the suggestions to like try a meeting or try a community event or meetup or something at your local library or like literally whatever you have to, but seek, 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 because based on your share, I would assume that you've found community like that. Where is your community that you feel warm and connected to currently? Well, it's it's quite funny. It's an African djembe class. It's a djembe is an African, West African drum. <laughs> it's a huge instrument and uh, there is a group, we play djembe, so we get together, it's, uh, you know, it's a lead class class you know so it's not like just everyone's playing their own thing but so you sit in a circle and I believe in circles strongly as well people don't sit in circles enough you know (laughs) and there's something like primal tribal in it and you drum and you can talk to folks in between and you don't have to if you don't want to but you sit and do one synchronized thing and I don't know why it works but it works and everyone is nice it's just I guess I'm just lucky you know in that sense and I do feel really connected and I feel like I really belong there and I play in a band i play bass in a band and again that's a privilege but we have a really nice band where everyone is, is quite funny and i feel like i belong there and uh, it's a very non-judgmental lovely space and i feel like i belong in all women's circles so i don't uh, share in circles so a bunch of women get together and sometimes it's based around like a cacao ceremony or around the full moon or something you know periods anything it can be a singing circle a drumming circle or just pure share it took me a while to find it. So like a meetup, for example, like in a, and maybe a book-based meetup or something, maybe it wouldn't have done it for me. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead and try it. Try them all. What myths have you heard about sobriety that you would like to respond back to? Well, I guess it's that sobriety is boring. It's really, really not because you have, uh, depending on what you do with your free time, you have more time, you have more energy, depending on what you do with it. So my social calendar is just now just literally bursting. Another myth that I think is a myth, it works for most people, but not for me, that you save money in sobriety. (laughs) I've never bought as much stupid shit in my life as I buy in my sobriety because now I'm like, I'm worth it. I'm worth another guitar. I'm worth this. I'm like, well, I'm saving money in my sobriety. I spend way more than I save. And the third one is, I guess, that you can't have sex sober or like it takes ages or it's, but it's a total myth. You can, you can date sober. You can have sex sober. You're kind of a bit more fussy who you have sex with, but it's all possible and sober sex is the best. And you're like, how do you even like, how do you not get self-conscious? Yes, you do get self-conscious. You know, just find the right person. And so these are the three. Those are great. I've spoken to a lot of women or had a lot of women resonate when I bring up the, you know, the relationship dynamics and how things change, especially around sex. A lot of women who have been married 
for years and years and then get sober and how that changes your relationship and the intimacy you experience sometimes temporarily for the worse, but in the long run for the better, for sure. It has made me so it's not necessarily physically self-conscious, but mentally conscious. And I find that that's been the toughest thing for me to work through in my intimacy and my sex relationship with my husband is, you know, I can't turn my mind off with a drink or two. So I've had to learn how to really reignite my desire in order to immerse myself in intimate sexual experiences. And that was a scary, confusing, not embarrassing, but just like a very innocent experience to have 10 years into my relationship with my partner. And we've definitely become closer through that in so many areas. Like even our just general communication has gotten so much better through wading through that experience and finding he had so much patience for me while I, you know, kind of rediscovered myself. So these things that we perhaps fear about what will change when we get sober, it doesn't necessarily mean that things will get easier right away. But what I'm hearing from your share is they just get better. They get richer, you know, they get much more fulfilling. You've given time and given practice in sobriety. And that's very inspiring. You mentioned that you are a social little butterfly. In the last few experiences with your sobriety, have you gotten better at saying no to things? And if so, what do you say no to now that you might not have said no to while you were drinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm a social butterfly, I would say, on my own terms. Because still uh, the idea of going to, say, a pub or like a birthday party in a pub or something with a group of friends is not appealing to me. And I'll probably say no to this. I will think, like, do I want to be there after like 9 p.m. or something? So things like this, I do say no to. I say no to because I date at the moment. I'm actively dating. And uh, I would sometimes say no, say no to a date that's like doesn't feel like much. I am I am better at saying no, and I guess probably because I have my social life now uh, on my own terms, I guess, you know, so there's not many things to say no to because I'm the one that initiates. <laughs> and that's why I don't feel bad canceling on people because I know they're grown-up people and they'll be happy about it. They'll be like, right, okay, I don't have to socialize. So you get to socialize actually just the same as you did like in pubs or like nightclubs. The only difference is that you remember everything and it doesn't kind of spiral out of control. You don't make promises you're not going to be keeping. You don't overshare. So it's just the same, but better. You can do it just on your own terms. Yeah. And I'll say this for those who identify as introverts, which I do. I've even noticed recently I'm changing in the way I, I interact socially. I'm so much more comfortable. I initiate conversations more. I look forward to meeting new people. And these are things that I used to hermit crab like away from. And I always just thought like, oh, I'm an introvert, of course, like that's fine. And I'm just surprising myself with my ability to get curious about other people and really lean in, which is, I believe, a gift of me being sober and just feeling more comfortable in my skin and getting curious and excited about life. It also helps like, you know, having conversations like this, just like connecting with other people who I feel have shared experiences with me, or I know are similarities. Cause even just this, like practicing conversation with someone who I've never met before, but knowing we have one thing in common that we can talk about, that's helped me to become more self-assured and, you know, believe in myself in my ability to connect with other people. So I guess I'll say thank you for helping me practice. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. 
You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.